but I think anybody that's like gone through an injury will tell you that I think for as hard as it is physically to like get back in the form, it's like 10 times harder mentally to get back to where you were. Um, and so like that was something that I feel like I struggled with so much. Um, even like during the World Cup too, was like still trying to find that confidence that I had had before I like had that big injury. Um, it was tough. It was it was very tough. But um, I think it's like something that has like made me better and something that like I feel like I found some silver lining in. All right, on to this week's episode. Her solo goal was a fitting end to the remarkable 2019 Women's World Cup. But the two years leading up to the Cup, Rose, a Cincinnati native, dealt with serious injuries, tearing her hamstring multiple times. And she sat down with Kyle and myself to talk about her awesome journey. She's currently the number three ranked player in the world. So without further ado, it's Rose Lavelle. All right, we'll get it rolling. <clears throat> um, welcome to the Underdog Podcast, Rose. Appreciate you taking some time. Uh, again, you just got done with practice, so joining us two knuckleheads, Kyle and Calvin, here on the Underdog. Uh, so appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. No doubt, no doubt. Cincinnati native. Uh, so it's definitely an honor to be able to talk to you, even though you're you're far and away overseas. Uh, but we'll we'll, uh, we'll give our audience a little something to listen to. Um, and so we want to talk about your, you know, some underdog moments in your life. And we really want to go back, you know, you're well known um, for, you know, your performance and, you know, your crucial goal that you scored in the 2019, uh, you know, FIFA World Cup. Uh, but what most people don't know is, you know, leading up to the World Cup, you dealt with injury for what, what we found was about two years. Um, can you talk about what those two years were and kind of talk through, you know, what you may have dealt with, you know, emotionally and physically with those injuries and leading up to, you know, your success with the World Cup? Yeah, um, it's like a lot to unpack, but um, pretty much my rookie season um, as like a professional athlete, um, up to that point, I think like injury-wise, the longest I'd ever been out was maybe like a month for a sprained ankle. Um, so I hadn't ever experienced that before, but um, my rookie season, I tore my hamstring, and then um, basically every single time that I was, like, making my way back, um, I would tear a different muscle in that hamstring, so by the end of it, I had torn three different muscles, ruptured the tendon, um, did kind of a number on it, um, and was out for, like, about a year. Um and then there's like just when when you're with your body there's a lot of like things that just are like connected to everything so I think from that I was kind of like then would just pick up little injuries here and there I think because like different parts of my body were compensating for like the weakness in my hamstring um but yeah it was definitely like a really really tough stretch and I think when I was like starting to come back and play I like had this mindset of like okay I'm finally getting to do what I love again. I get to play soccer. Like, don't have any expectation. Just, like, go and have fun and enjoy it. Because, um, like, I was, like, I did all the hard work. Like, I did all the physical hard work of, like, rehabbing and, like, getting fit again. Um, but I think anybody that's, like, gone through an injury will tell you that I think for as hard as it is physically to, to like, get back into form, it's, like, ten times harder mentally to get back to where you were. Um, and so, like, that was something that 
I feel like I struggled with so much, um, even like during the World Cup too, was like still trying to find that confidence that I had had before I like had that big injury. Um, and it was tough. It was it was very tough. But um, I think it's like something that has like made me better and something that like I feel like I found some silver lining in. What did you do as a so you're a rookie and you know you're you're new into the professional realm of things and you're dealing with sitting out and you know we see you know the Clay Thompsons or the Kevin Durant who've been out um, and your body's compensating but from a minute can you talk a little bit more about that mental piece and what you were able to do and how you were able to overcome that and and to where when you're back on the field you can kind of put it at the back of your mind and really focus on your craft of being back out on the field. Yeah, so I think when I did, when I did the first two tears, so I course three different off play I said, and like the first two tears in my hamstring, I basically just had to like do all my rehab for the most part in Cincinnati, um, and I think that mentally that like helped me so much to be able to like kind of be home and be like a little detached from a team environment. I wasn't like constantly in an environment where I was like watching practice and like watching what I was missing out on I was like instead kind of just like able to focus on myself and like be in the comfort of my own home with like my family and like support system so that really helped and then after the third tear I I, like had went and rehabbed back at my club team and that's when it like really started to get hard because I went in every day to practice and like just kind of had to sit on the sidelines and then um, after that then I'd go to PT and it was just kind of like a long day mentally like it was just kind of like got kind of mentally draining to like have to just kind of like play this waiting game and be patient um but I think it was like maybe a month before I like made my like official return to the field um I had started talking to a sports psych um because I just wanted to be like as prepared as I could physically mentally like everything and um I still talk to her now and it's like been such a crucial part of my like playing career and something like I think I'll stick with for the rest of my time playing because I think it's like done wonders for me yeah that's incredible that's great advice for especially uh, so I have a niece named Avery Decker she's she's like plays two two levels up and she got her first injury so I was on the phone last night I'm like all right Avery you got to send me some questions I got Rose Lavelle coming on like this is her you know this is like one of her idols right and uh, so she was all geeked up and so she just had a cast and she had her first injury of her career. And that's why she was like, you know what, I'm, I'm really struggling even as a nine-year-old. How do I overcome that adversity? Uh, she plays for OP, I think it is. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but she's yeah, plays Columbus two. Team. Yeah, Columbus team. Exactly. She goes, she goes, why didn't Rose play on uh, OP? I was like, well, I'm not going to ask her that, but because <laughs> she's, she's from Cincinnati. But in long, long story short, how do you, even as a youngster, so just take my niece, Avery, for example, how does she overcome at nine? You know, I mean, because mentally she's just like, she wants to be on the field. So I do think that, so I guess talking to people, having a great support cast, and then really having a plan, right, to get back in action. Yeah, definitely. And like that, um, that is like tough being a nine-year-old and like experiencing that. I think when you're that age, it's like kind of all about just like playing and having fun and enjoying it. Um, so I think like what I would tell her is like as frustrating as it is to be patient with it so that once she's back on the field, she can stay back on the field and like have fun and get back to doing what she loves. I think, um, and I'm like this too, like when you're injured, you get so impatient because you're just like, 
okay, I feel fine now. Like, let's go. But then, like, when you rush back too soon, then, like, that can cause another injury or, like, you're not healed all the way. And then there's, like, more bumps in the road and more bumps in the road because you keep, like, kind of going one step forward, two steps back. So um, I would just say, like, as frustrating as it is, and I've been in those shoes before, like, it's just, like, patient so that once you're back on the field, you can stay back on the field. Yeah, sometimes we say in business, slow down to speed up. Sometimes you got to slow it down, peel it back, get healthy, get get your mind right, press pause, and then then it's go time. Great advice. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, one thing you mentioned was a sports psychologist, and you said that's something you're going to keep, you know, something you want to do for a long time or keep a part of your, you know, your life. Um, and one thing I saw was, you know, they help with some of your insecurities. We see you on the big stage, you know, and, you know, from – call you a, you know a hometown small town girl or whatnot but what insecurities do you deal with because all we see is the glitz and glamour but you know you're human you're going through it just like everyone else what are some of those insecurities that you deal with on a day-to-day yeah I think it's like funny because I've actually talked to my sports psych about this that like I feel like people like watch athletes and they like just like assume that they have this like confidence and like maybe some like have this ego but like I I, from personal experience, like I, no matter how I'm playing, not, sorry, I shouldn't say that. There's times where like I could be playing good, but I still like don't feel my best mentally. Like I don't feel as like mentally sharp or as confident in my craft. And um, yeah, I think like some of it or a lot of it kind of stems just from like a fear of failure and a fear of messing up. Because I think as like athletes, especially at this level, you have gotten here because you have this really really high standard for yourself and um you kind of don't want to settle for like mediocrity so then when you feel like you're not like upholding the standard you have for yourself then like sometimes it can like mess with you or um maybe it knocks your confidence a little and um so I think that's like kind of been one of the biggest things I've like worked with her with is just like finding my confidence and finding it consistently not just like okay I had one good game it's like having a good game, a good practice, and doing that day in and day out to the point that it's just, like, innate and free and flowing and not something I'm thinking about. It's just, like, I get on the ball and I'm able to do my thing because I'm confident that I can execute. Yeah. Love it. And it's so healthy. Like, we talk about mental health. Like, when we were coming up through, we're in our mid-30s. Well, he's <clears throat> he's almost 40, <laughs> but um, we won't say that. But uh, it was not talked about, right? And then you saw Kevin Love in basketball, now we have Roosevelt and, and women's soccer. You know, you have different folks in baseball like that have come out and said, hey, we all struggle. We're human beings. You know, we struggle with mental health and we're under a ton of pressure. We're under, you know, we're no different. You know, just like I know your dog, Wilma, like you, you love her. You have separation anxiety from your dog, I'm sure. Right. Or if it's, you know, you know, I've got to know your dad, like you're away from your parents. You're in Manchester you know, you're across the pond and your family's here in Cincinnati. So people deal with, I think what we've learned through 80 episodes, you're all going through some sort of adversity. And now that you're open to share it, hopefully it helps people that are going through the same thing and to realize, hey, Roosevelt has someone helping her. You know, I, I can be open about my mental issues. I can get help too. So I think that's so important that the athletes now, which wasn't like when we grew up, at least I, I don't think so. I don't know no. how you feel, but we're not as open as the, I guess, support or challenges or you say insecurities, but uh, that's that's fantastic. So the other piece, I think Rose going off of, you know, obviously going to that World Cup, overcoming those 
injuries, but let's reverse back for a second. Coming out of uh, Mount Notre Dame High School here in Cincinnati, you were a well-known soccer player nationally, but you're somewhat, in my opinion, from the research, a little bit, I guess, of an underdog I was across. To use that word, yeah, the <laughs> underdog. Uh, you know, you went to Wisconsin, which is a great school, great soccer program, but it seemed like you got a little bit not uh, a little bit slighted. Would that be accurate? Maybe have a little bit of not getting what I would consider probably the national recognition you deserved. Um, I, I, I wouldn't phrase it that I don't feel like I got slighted. I think I definitely didn't get, um, I didn't like get called into national team camps until I was like towards the end of my senior year in, in high school. Um, so I guess I was like a bit of a late bloomer in that aspect. Okay. Like I think I just like got seen a little later. Um, but I don't like feel slighted. I, I even like now everything that I go through, I'm like, I don't really have regrets with anything because I think everything is like an experience that I can gain, gain, some, gain something from. And I think it all like kind of leads me to the point that I'm supposed to be at. Um, so it's like even my hamstring injury, like sometimes I would go through my head being like, what did I like, what, what should I have done better? Like, what could I have done to like not have let this happen? Um, and like, uh, it's obviously like, I wish like it wouldn't have happened, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, I think I learned so much by going through that experience that it's like going to help me in the long run and helping me still like right now. Um, that I'm like, I don't like, I don't look back at it and like, have any type of kind of like animosity or like bitterness towards any like particular situation because I just think it's like everything kind of like builds up and puts you where you're supposed to be in life. Sure. And that's a great point. Focus on you, right? Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, control what you can control and you've obviously maximized every opportunity um, that you've had. So I actually was, was laughing. So those that don't, so um, Marty's working together. We're working on, on the business side of things. I said, I started, I realized, once again, thank you for your time. I said, you know, your daughter's coming on and can't wait to talk to her. And I said, have you ever thought that you know, she's one of the best players in the world? And he, and he goes, nah, you know, he's pretty calm, calm, and cool, collected guy. And I was like, he was like, yeah, you know, you know she just does her thing. I said, okay. So, no, I love it. You come from a very... I don't know the rest of your family, but it seems like getting to know him, very level-headed, very, um, like I can tell with yourself, very humble. So uh, you got, definitely got, seems like you got great parents. Shout out to Marty Lavelle for sure. Marty. So <laughs> I want to go to, um, so 2015, so you're coming down towards the end of you know, your college career and whatnot. And I saw a story about you were at a pizza parlor um, in Seattle, and you guys were watching the 2015 World Cup. Um, and... You're with friends, but lo and behold, I think later on that later on down the road in that November, you got the call and got called up. Can you take us back to being a fan of being a kid of just watching on TV and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, S-H-I-T, <laughs> you know, this is my opportunity and it's kind of like a dream come true, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I had like always wanted to be on the national team it was like my biggest like it was like just the future I had envisioned for myself like that's what I wanted to do um so then to like get like the call up from Jill was the coach at the time um I still was kind of like in shock and was like oh my god like it's actually like 
what's happening because it's just something that I I've always like had a tough time putting into the words but like even since I was like in third grade it's like this is just kind of the path that I had envisioned for myself was to eventually like be on the national team and like I felt like this even when I was like a 90 pound freshman in high school without like much college like coaches looking at me um so it's it's it was like like I was like oh my god it's like actually happening like it I, I've always wanted it to but to like actually have it like start to like fall into place was like wild and um then I remember like going to my first camp and I was just like sitting at a table with like Pino and Abby Wambach and like all of these players that I've just grown up watching and like like idolizing and just like loving and now I'm like sitting at a table and like playing on the field with them it was like wild to me but I just like had to act natural obviously <laughs> but it was it was like it was crazy well so I listen to a bunch of sports podcasts and there's a question they always ask <clears throat> what in leading off of what you just said what was that moment on the field where it was like like I'm not a little girl anymore like welcome whether it's you know in competition and practice with a teammate like what was that moment where you're like okay like this is serious now like <laughs> um I I think the tough thing about being on the national team is that it is so competitive and there's like so many people that want to be in like on that team that there's always somebody knocking on the door so honestly like I I never feel settled on that team. Like, I always know that I'm going to have to, like, go in every day and, like, compete and give my best. And if I'm not, like, I can be out as soon as I came in. Like, um, so, yeah, to be honest, like, I don't ever feel like I'm, like, settled in that team. But I do think it, like, has helped push me and, like, be more mentally strong. And I think that's why the team has had so much that's because you kind of have this mental edge because everyone has like worked so hard and fought so hard for their spot that like once we get on the field it's like it's almost sometimes like easier in the games than it is in practice because our practice is like so competitive and, and intense i love that i yeah. love that you hear that all the time iron sharpens iron right that's why we're, that's why alabama football is really good yeah they're deep right and you guys are competing like you said when you're out in the game like your your practices are harder than the game the one thing i did like Rose, what you said too is you also visualize. I think that's important for young folks or anybody is that you visualize being on that team and then you took every every step of that process with that goal in mind of playing for the national team. Um, speaking of the national team, one thing I found interesting was that we've never, as the United States, uh, which is nice to say we're world champions. Right. Uh, or thanks, you, thanks you know, Rose. Yeah, thanks, Rose. Um, <laughs> that we've never won a World Cup make sure I'm accurate here, World Cup and then Olympics back-to-back, -back, right? And that Olympics are coming up this summer, correct? Yeah. So potentially doing the first ever, which I never realized because I figured because we dominated for so long that we've never accomplished that feat. So to a certain extent, you know, we're top in the world, but we've also, you kind of have this adverse moment or this pressure point to a certain extent, depending on how you look at it, coming up. How are you guys approaching, you know, the big Olympics this summer? And uh, what are you feeling? Yeah, um, it's actually something, like, no team has ever done. Um, and obviously, like, that's, that's the goal is to go in this summer and hopefully win a gold medal, and that's what we have our sights set on. But um, there is kind of that history of, like, after a team has won the World Cup, there's, like, that. I think it's, like, you have so much, like, momentum and adrenaline, and, like, you put so much into, like, the tournament 
Um, and then it's like such a quick turnaround that you have to be prepared for. And I think um, obviously last year Olympics got postponed and um, I think like maybe it could work to our favor a bit because we kind of had a year to like decompress from the high that we were on in 2019. Um, but yeah, I think we know like it, women's soccer is just getting stronger and stronger and teams are getting better and better. So um, it's going to be so competitive and so intense every single game. Um, and we're just like, we're going to have to be at the top of our game, whoever, like every team is to like be able to medal. Yeah. I love it. Where, where are the games again this summer? Should know. Tokyo, Tokyo. There we go. I guess I should know. I don't know this whole COVID world I'm living in. I, it's like, it's a blur. So I don't know where, wh- where's what and what's what, but Tokyo this summer, um, man, I can't wait. I can't wait now that we've met you and see, see, uh, see you guys level now. just, and, just and, and, rock and to, it out. And to your point, you know, Julie Foudy says that you are the future, you know, the future's in your hands. So, you know, I, I think people are viewing you as a leader um, out there as, as it's coming up, no pressure, but you know, those words have been put out there. So, um, you know, what are your thoughts on taking on a leadership role like that? Um, as, as the, as the Olympics come up? Um, honestly, I think like another strength of this team is that we don't really rely too heavily on one single player. I think we know that every single player on the roster has something special in them. And at any moment in the game, like it just takes one moment and one special moment from, a single player and I think we know that everybody has that in them um so like I'm obviously if I'm lucky enough to make the roster and go to the Olympics then um obviously hopefully I can have an impact in whatever role I'm given but um yeah I I I if I I don't know I don't know how to answer that okay so, so I, I love wait. I love I talk real quick about what I think I gravitate watching film on you and different things and soccer's of all sports is my weak spot. I'm just going to say I played 12 years, (laughs) so I got this, but your energy, I I love the energy and, and just, you know, watch like you out on the field. I feel that like I, of anybody, like I could feel like you smile, you're laughing, you're having fun. Like, I feel like you bring that, um, that's just the energy, I guess would be the best word. Would that be a, a appropriate, I guess, for a guy that doesn't know much about soccer and kind of different leadership styles? Do you think leading by example and energy is a, is a big piece of that? Yeah. I mean, I think whenever I'm, I'm on the field, I hope I can like bring that energy and, um, both like offensively and defensively. And, um, I do think that that's like kind of something that our, our team thrives on is like that high energy, high momentum, the whole game and just like kind of always being on our front foot, ready, ready to attack, ready to defend, like whatever it is. I feel like we are like a hundred percent into every single play. Um, yeah. I think it's like, honestly, it's a good word to describe like our team. Yeah. I love watching what you guys do. And then you and, uh, Sam Lewis saw that her a lot on the Manchester city and then a teammate, you guys seem to be pretty tight. So, um, feed off each other's energy. I love it. I love it. So we end, uh, every session rose in rapid fire, some hot questions. I think we are not too bad here for you. So we got a few Cincinnati ones and then a few generals. So about three or four. So let me kick it off. Yeah. All right. So we want to, you want to have you rank these, um, these following topics in order. Um, Wisconsin Badger sports, Xavier men's basketball, because Xavier doesn't have football, um, dancing, 
shenanigans at camp and dogs. Oh my god! <laughs> you rattled off a lot of things, dude. That's four. Just four. Just four. So Wisconsin, Xavier, Xavier dancing shenanigans at camp and, and dogs and dogs. Oh my god! Um, okay, dogs top of the list. Okay. Um. Shenanigans at camp next. I feel like Xavier and Wisconsin are tied, but I will say that when Xavier plays Wisconsin in basketball, I always root for Xavier. Whoa. Wow, I that's know. an upset. Well, I know. I took a lot of heat for it when I was in school because they played Wisconsin like twice when I was there. Oh. It's so funny because when I like got there, everyone was like, well, what are you going to do if Xavier ever plays Wisconsin? And I was like, it's never going to happen. Like, what are the chances? <laughs> And they played them in the tournament like twice. I was like, gosh, dang it. I didn't think I'd have to cross this bridge, but here we go. Did, did you wear Xavier stuff? Ooh, oh, man. Okay. No, if you're not watching this. You, oh, man. Sh- okay. I'm more, no, I, Wisconsin people know. I'm, yeah. I'm more, I love like, it. I've rooted for Xavier basketball my whole life. Like, yeah. how could I? I'm with you. How could I turn on this? It's like me. I'm a, Mich- through and through. I'm a Michigan fan. I won't say who I root for when Michigan plays Miami of Ohio, but we typically know how the result is Anyway, but we so I, I'm with you, Rose. Now, real quick, what are those dancing shenanigans? Can you just real maybe thirty seconds touch on that? So what? What shenanigans at, at camp? Talk a little bit about some of your shenanigans. I mean, yeah, I just like I like shenanigans. My um, Sam, Sam Mewis and um, Emily Sonnet are like my two best friends on the team, but uh, me me and Sonnet gang up on Sam a little in, in that aspect. We, we like to pull some some harmless little pranks when we can. Water in the water in the shoes yeah. stuff. Okay, right. I got another one okay, for you. Ahead. This is truly Cincinnati question. So if you pick one of the three to eat, what would you have? Um, La Rosa, Skyline, or um, ice cream? Oh my gosh, um, Graders. Graders. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So Skyline, La Rosas, or Graders. You pick one of the three. What are you picking? Skyline's always like my first thing when I get back from the airport. My parents are picking up Skyline and having it ready for me when I get back home. So okay. I'm going to say Skyline's top of the list, but not Gold Star. Yeah, it's a distinguished taste. A lot of people that are from Cincinnati come in, they're like, dude, this is terrible. But when you're here, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. Nothing better that. than a chili cheese coney. I might do that for lunch. Yeah. Um, so throwback favorite, I saw one of your interviews. Fergalicious is something you said. So you and Fergie still, still, still top of your list. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's like my that's my karaoke song. I love it. I love it. And I was curious because you uh, still like have calm music on the way to the stadium, and then country. Is that still your? Is that still the jam even over in England? You've done your research. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, that's what I do. Okay, so I can tell those young soccer players get your mind right with the the calming music. <laughs> Get to the field and play some, you know, Tim McGraw, Toby Key, something like that. So, yeah. Do you know country music, Calvin? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, Luke Bryan's old, my guy. Old Town Road is not country. Oh music. yeah, no. Luke Bryan's my guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I, can I? I got one real quick. The um, I saw an article. They call you the the Nutmeg Duchess. I think I said that word right. Uh, Duchess. What can you talk a little bit about how you may have gotten that title and what is the nutmeg for those who don't know? A nutmeg is when you hit it in between somebody's legs, like hit the ball in between somebody's legs. Um, and yeah, I, it's like it's 
fun to do. Pull it off. Um, so I, I, I think I guess I've I've done it enough times that I've, I guess I've gotten that nickname. I didn't know I had, but um, yeah, it's it's fun. I I encourage everyone to give it a try. <laughs> All right. I love it. Love it. Um, all right. Last question before the last question. I guess we got to get yeah. used to that. So what do you get at Chipotle? I see a lot of Chipotle you know, on Instagram favorite. and tweets and yes. different things like that. So I know you love to have a Coke after games, but if you went to have a Coke, and what are you getting from Chipotle after a game? Chipotle, I get – actually, I've been flip-flopping between Burrito Bowl, and you had the hard tacos there. No. Um, so good. Really? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I've been flip flopping. If I get a burrito bowl, it's brown rice, chicken, black beans, mild salsa, cheese, lettuce. Okay. For right. tacos, I get brown rice, chicken, fajitas, mild salsa, cheese. They're so. <laughs> Is there is there one near so your facility good. in Manchester? Or? No, they don't have Chipotle here. Oh, they don't have oh Chipotle over God. there. Oh man! We got, wow, we need to send a message. We need to write a letter. Right. What are they missing out over there? Oh my God. goodness! Holy oh. cow, man, that's that's disappointing. Yeah, wow. Come okay. on, Chipotle, tighten come up, on. Chipotle. Yeah, come on, Chipotle. Golly. All, All right. right, last question. Last one. So, before you answer this question, you have to agree or be willing to help us make it happen <laughs> that's, that's the look we want that's the look, that's the look okay. we love to see all right so it's not that bad it's deal, not that trust bad. me who is one person we should have as a guest on the underdog podcast Ooh. 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 this is the question you always ask our last Again. question yep yep Oh my gosh, you guys should just prepare me so I can brainstorm better. Oh no. I want to give you a good answer. Trust me, we had we had John Harbaugh stumbling. We've had <laughs> we've had everyone and it's it, we love it because the same question, you those eyes you just gave us, it's like the death stare. They're like, what are you about? Yeah, like, what are you doing? After practice in a long day, you're gonna throw that on me? We're like, hey, whoever comes to my actually uh we had uh David Shaw say Christian McCaffrey, which yeah. we were pretty excited about. We'll see if he makes it happen. Um yeah. See, I was trying to buy you some know, time there. Someone, Xavier, maybe a Xavier player, maybe Travis Steele, maybe Sister uh, Rose. Yeah, yeah. Pete, you saying Pete Rose? No, Sister Rose. She's like there. Oh, like, Sister Rose. Okay, see, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what about Sister Jean? Did you see the NCAA tournament, Loa Chicago? She's like a. Oh my god. She's a superstar. I know. Yeah. All right. So so go the the Xavier Trent. No no Wisconsin. Go the Xavier right. Yeah. No. Next okay. time is the Xavier route. All right, because we know we've had a lot of UC on here. We've had Coach Fickle. We've had Coach Brandon. We have not had any Xavier uh, representative. So maybe Rose Lavelle you're, will, will you're, get us. You are a, way. but you are a pseudo Xavier representative. So we will we can count that. They honestly should like give her an like a an honorary degree. Right. Give her a street. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, good deal. Well, thank you. How does anyone, um, we always love to also end with, how can someone engage with you? I know you're on Twitter, Instagram. 
any other platforms and what are those handles? No, just Twitter and Instagram. I think Twitter is Rose Lavelle and I think Instagram Lavelle Rose. Yeah. And you'll find a lot about parallel parking, how she doesn't like to do that or <laughs> her dog. She's worried about the dog's tongue getting stuck in a wire or something <laughs> like that. So it's good stuff. I'm telling you, I enjoyed thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> checking out those platforms it was great <laughs> watching the nsa tournament looking at oh that's interesting she said that that's awesome and uh, i mean it was it was good content and you're a lot of fun you're an inspiration i know you stay humble yes. love your mindset of just keeping it simple uh having fun and i think that is a resounding theme i'm about to be a girl dad yeah. in june he has a daughter like i said my niece avery decker she she looks up to you and you are an inspiration you're an inter international star but at the end of the day you're just a great person from Cincinnati, Ohio, that is, is is doing great things. So we appreciate everything you're doing. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, no sounds doubt. good. Absolutely. Thanks, Rose. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thanks, Rose. Thank you, guys. Thank you.